Hello, I'm Sullivan Singe. I'm a mechanical engineering major. This is my 189H final presentation. Uh, my topic is Contemporary Gothic Authors Evolving How Society Addresses Social Issues. Through its existence, the Gothic genre and its expansive umbrella of subgenres have been used as a Trojan horse to attack social issues that were prevalent to their time period. This is especially evident when you look at more recent entries to the gothic genre, such as Stephen Graham Jones' The Only Good Indians and Jessamyn Ward's Sing and Buried Sing. Both of these texts take a different approach than the average gothic novel, but they still put a spotlight on the and bring awareness to their intended social issues. For Stephen Graham Jones, it was the stereotype of perpetual violence amongst Native American families, while Jessamyn Ward took a head-on approach towards racism in America today. The Gothic authors of today are able to form a needed connection with a modern reader that some older texts are not able to do. This ability is more likely to spark change in the reader as they progress through these novels and their well-laid-out themes. With the case of the Old and Good Indians, Stephen Graham Jones' focus was on the stereotyping and racism towards Native American people and their preconceived notions of perpetual intergenerational violence in their families. Jones brings awareness to these issues by immersing the reader deep into the story through the use of literary devices and through the overarching theme of the novel. Readers see the devices used in the novel in coherence with Lewis's narration shown through his own mind in addition to when Jones places the reader directly into the mind of the novel's supernatural being, which with the switch uh, in point of view in the chapter. For them, ten years ago. That's another lifetime. For you, it's yesterday. Jones, 137. These two lines are the ending of the reader's first direct encounter with the novel's supernatural being. The switch in point of view from third person to second person is the first we see of Jones' attempt to personally address the reader and is important to note because Jones is trying to directly place the reader into the mind of the supernatural being through this shift. The switch in perspective and point of view serves the purpose of immersing the reader deep into the thoughts of the character by transforming the reader into said character and placing the reader directly into said character's shoes. This ties the reader closer to the story and character when they are, in a way, told how to feel and think. Getting the reader thoroughly and personally invested helps for better reading of the major themes and messages of the, the author is still trying to instill in the reader and overall bring awareness to. As for the stereotype of perpetual violence, Jones acknowledges this by challenging and manipulating the traditional gothic genre. Jones ends the novel with a theme of healing, which is uncommon for a novel within the gothic genre. The only good Indians in the novel's timeline goes through a full circle ending when it ends in the same place that it began. The same clearing where the four main characters as young boys ambushed a herd of elk ten years prior. As one of the main characters 
Gabe's daughter, Denora, is running for her life, she ends up in this very same clearing again with a rifle pointed toward it. This time, however, the situation would end with healing and not the reinitiation of the cycle of violence present in this novel. Denora stops her stepfather from killing the supernatural being and to instead help him choose to let it heal, which is atypical of the perceived stereotypes drawn from the Native American people. Another instance of this involves the attempt to leave, or already leaving, of the reservation by the four main characters and their family members. Each main character knows that to make a better life for the ones they care about, they need to break the cycle and leave the reservation for good. They do this by either leaving, or in the case of Gabe, instilling the determination to leave in the pursuit for a better life into his own children, inspiring them to break the cycle and seek healing. This take on rectifying and expressing a stereotype of the Native American people is not one that is seen very often in literature. Stephen Graham Jones' choice to do this under the genre of the Gothic is a fitting one, though. He had not written in the Gothic text prior to this novel, making it a riskier choice on his part. The Gothic genre, on genre unknown, uncommon, is the ideal genre to accomplish this goal, through, though, the use of many elements brought about by the Gothic genre allows the reader to become invested in the st story, excuse me, which then allows for the message of the author to get across more easily than other genres. Readers become emotionally involved in Jones's novel, allowing them to see the social issues expressed through Jones' point of view, thus inspiring them the motivation to create change. It seems as a society, there needs to be some sugar with the medicine when it comes to social issues and stereotypes. Jones accomplishes this wonderfully with the only good Indians. As for the case of Jessamyn Ward's novel, Sing Unburied Sing, Ward takes aim at bringing awareness to the racism towards African American people today, which is still very prevalent in today's society. The way that Ward goes about this is through the use of very, a very modern setting, relatable to most young readers. Mixed with modern events such as the Deepwater Horizon oil rig explosion, these implementations, along with her use of contemporary Gothic elements, ultimately end up being very useful when addressing the topic of racism. Connecting a relatable and familiar environment environment allows Ward to more easily convey the theme she is trying to get across to her, the readers of her book. The novel is set in a southern Gulf Coast state, which is typically the location when discussing the prevalent racism in today's society. The Deepwater Horizon oil rig explosion hit very close to home for each individual in that area. The hardship experienced by Ward's character Michael is very relatable to many Southern readers, which is where racism towards African Americans is most apparent, thus resulting in the area being in extreme need of change. Instead, he told me about working on the rig, how he liked working through the night, so when the sun was rising, the ocean and the sky were one thing, and it felt like he was in a perfect egg, Ward 225. On 
April 20th, 2010, a surge of natural gas made its way through one of the concrete cores installed by a contractor to seal the well for later use. When the natural gas was released through the fracture of, of the concrete core, it made its way up to the deep water oil rigs platform where it ignited. The result killed 11 crewmates and injured 17. Two days later, on April 22nd, Deepwater Horizon capsized and sank, causing oil to begin flowing into the Gulf of Mexico. This oil spill destroyed wildlife populations, ecosystems, and once beautiful shorelines. Residents were devastated and the tragedy shook the masses. Readers with a connection to this incident are more likely to lower biases they previously had when coming to read the novel. Even readers without a connection are likely to be emotionally moved to the implementation of pathos in Ward's story. These lowered guards of the readers allow the author to more easily convey her theme and create a desire to change in her readers. The aid of gothic elements in Ward's novel allows her to attack the issue of racism in society today. Though not unsettling to most, the ghosts that are present and seen by characters in the novel help create a relatable environment. The, president, the presence of voodoo and natural healing brought over by slaves and passed down through their generations allows the reader to again relate to the characters in the story, opening their mind to the message Ward is trying to deliver. The same can be said about the presence of the character of dead brother given. The trauma that comes with the sudden death of a close relative is relatable to readers and relatability is able to lower guards and biases that most readers bring to their reading opinion of text. Both Ward, Jasmine Ward, and Stephen Graham Jones do a wonderful job of using the gothic genre as a vessel to convey their chosen themes and attack their targeted social issues. Through the use of contemporary gothic elements and relatable environment, they are able to create change in their readership. The gothic genre itself has historically been used as a vessel for its authors, but contemporary authors have taken this to a new extent. Contemporary authors have transformed the gothic genre and its traditional elements to fit with the social dilemmas and interests of readers in the modern world. Issues of the past seem trivial to the ones contemporary author, gothic authors are taking aim at. Assumptions, stereotypes, racism, and much more have been drawn out into a modern world and hide behind lies and omission. These and many more social issues have a traditionalist mindset to back them up. However, we are living in a modern world. Stereotyping and racism of minorities in today's society has become all too commonplace and outdated. Authors with an established platform should feel an obligation to use said platform to create and inspire social change. Wards and Jones's manipulation of not only their platform but also the gothic genre allow for a perfect bridge of communication between the social dilemmas of today and the younger generation of readers who can make necessary change happen. Established readers such as established authors such as Justman Ward and Stephen Graham Jones have an arm's reach into community social groups, special interest groups, and much more all over the nation. Their implementation of themes that challenge the issues in today's society create 
loud and necessary call to action. We as readers need to empower these types of authors and encourage upcoming authors to continue the work started by the pioneers before them. The choice to use the Gothic genre is an interesting one at first, but when you are able to see the authors in action, the reasoning behind the chosen genre becomes clear. Whether you take the approach of Stephen Graham Jones or Justin Ward, the outcome is still generally the same. Jones's use of the uncanny Elkhead woman is very effective. Being able to lower guards of the readers through an unsettling monster in an attempt to inspire social change is a tool that, widespread, that has widespread use in the gothic genre. In Ward's case of Sing Unburied Sing, the, reliability, the relatability of trauma that can cause substance abuse and even draw out the images of loved ones who are no longer alive, all taking place in a modern setting, is another fruitful way of lowering guards that readers bring to text. All in all, these two authors are just two of many that could be used as examples. Contemporary Gothic authors are evolving the Gothic genre into the one that can be used as a platform to address complex social issues of our time. As our issues also evolve and change, so will the Gothic. Authors in this genre will continue to apply the same elements as our contemporary authors that have so much to help address the social issues of our society today. I do believe that um, the contemporary Gothic is evolving and that we need to empower those people that are writing in this, uh, especially the one people of color that are writing in the genre, because they are the ones that have firsthand experience. And I believe that we can create a better future through literature um, and by attacking social issues through it. Um, we, these two authors, have done a great job, and I really did enjoy reading both of their books um, this semester. And I believe that as more people realize what they're doing, we will be able to make social change and big social change uh, for people that are being oppressed and uh, taken advantage of. Thank you.